every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show. One last time from Indiana Polis. Kyle, welcome. Gang's still here. Not for long. Getting ready to go to the airport. Probably mm, two hours after we finish posting this podcast. Yep. And then we're on our, our separate ways to grind some more tape. And the draft will be here before we know it. And that's when we'll have the gang back together again. I'm really excited about getting home. And I can just set my board by taking all of the 40-yard dash times. And just put yeah, put stacking it in, them. Yeah, just in order of, of fastest to slowest. And um, really, really get this thing—you know—all the scouting that we've done taken care of. Yeah, finalize all the all the hard work and <laughs> throw it all out. To just list guys by forty times. How about this edge class? Today we're going to talk. We're going to reflect upon the the NFL Combine results for the defensive side of the football. And you know, we we had Caleb on Chase on. We had Chase Young. Neither one of those guys participated, and we were left with, I guess, I, mean, I hate to say the scraps with the with the edge rushers, but you know, AJ Epinesa comes out there and doesn't really put together a great performance and I wrote a I tried to write an article about the standouts for the edge group and you know it was kind of difficult to settle on on finding three guys to really focus in on um I mean what what's kind of your big takeaway from from observing those guys I think this is one of the biggest shifts from the pre-college football season narratives to what we have on our hands now uh, that this edge class has become very top heavy and it's probably two players deep. <laughs> and outside of that, you know, if you're not getting Chase Young or Caleb on Chase on, there's a bunch of edge-hungry teams there at the end of the first round. I wouldn't probably be drafting a lot of those guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the value. You were hoping to get, like, the explosive athletic profiles to pair with guys that you had some questions with on film that would justify putting them in that that range and we didn't really get that to materialize yeah there's like this group of like john grenard daryl taylor curtis weaver julian aquara you know like they all just kind of have some things you like about them and then just some things that give you some pause but two guys aj epinesa uh yitur gross matos um epinesa is interesting we were hopeful to see a, a better athletic profile but i think what we kind of come away from is is that Epinesa is a five tech, you know. I don't, I don't see, I don't see enough for him to really be a consistent guy that wins around the outside hip of offensive tackles in the NFL to play in a four three, much less Jesus a stand up role. They even had him do some stand up drills here and then. Gross models did well in what he did, but we just kind of have an imp- incomplete profile at this point. Yeah, no, we did. the Penn State pro day will be big for him and and good strategy as far as home cooking you know you're, you're working out at Penn State these Penn State guys have been coming to Indy and blowing the damn thing up well that gets into one of the conversations that we had yesterday about the changes in the combine and how players chose to yeah. attack that yeah I, I I personally don't understand it we could probably talk for a long time and I won't but I, I something about having the workouts later in the day has inhibited these guys ability to go out and perform adequately and, and resulting in more injuries. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so you have a car, right? You have a race car. We'll do a NASCAR analogy. I know yeah, some I'm hoping that NASCAR car can run anytime you turn on the engine. Okay, so 
but they go to the, they go to a track, right? And they set the stiffness in the springs in the wheels and the camber of the car, which is the tilt of the wheels relative to the actual frame of the car. And they make all these adjustments based on the track that they go to. So you can't take a car that ran at a two and a half mile super speedway at Talladega and put that same exact car with those same exact settings at Bristol Motor Speedway, which is a half mile loop. It's not, it's not, it has not been programmed with the settings and the adjustments and the fine tuning to run at that track. And from a timing perspective as an athlete, from a high level athlete, you're up walking around all day, you're expending your energy systems and then you got to go sit on your ass at Indianapolis for three hours because of all the commercial breaks that they moved you to prime time before you go out and run. I just, like I mentioned at dinner last night, adjust your training schedule so that you are at your peak optimal performance at the time that the drills are scheduled. The problem is nobody, nobody was willing to do that. They still wanted to start at 8 a.m. in Arizona or 7 yeah, a.m. because they're running businesses. Your business is to get these guys prepared to, to perform at this event, which takes place at a time that you knew about. Are the is is they only have NFL clients? I mean, they only have NFL clients. You you, you, you think businesses? I run would. Where? These are your most premier clients. If the I would do anything it took to make sure my guys were ready. Okay, but they can take that same exact training and apply it to an 8 a.m. start time for a pro day. Right at a at a playing field that's not the same as the vast majority of your class. But they don't care. It's stupid to me. Let's move on. We're never going to get any traction here. We talked about it last night, too. You have an offensive coordinator now by the name of Chan Gailey, a guy I know intimately. He says football is a tough game for tough people. Yeah. My God. They're not getting paid yet. This is It's business strategic business They can get paid more by doing well. You know when they're not going to get paid? If they blow out a knee or pull a hammy... Uh, football players have test. to work out. It's part of the deal. They have to work out. Right. They need to be able to play in different stadiums so at different off. times. So put it off and uh, do your workout. This is the I can't even pro day. the gripes about the time. I can't get behind it. Everybody hated it. We hated it. Not, the coaches hated it. Yourself. The GMs hated it. The players hated it. People have a hard time adjusting. This was good for the NFL Combine, the visibility of the NFL Combine, and that's good for us. Let's talk about another player. Good fight. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll talk about one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? What do you like? What do you, what, the Davis brothers, Alex Highsmith. I mean, if there was a name that popped, I thought he was good in drills. Yeah, if we go into your defensive line, which was, one of, was an area that I spotlighted, uh, both of the Davis brothers from Nebraska, you could see their... Uh, their sprinting backgrounds, which right. you don't don't expect fellas that big to have sprinting backgrounds, but they do. A lot of track and field, and they were really explosive. Um, Matabuik and Blacklock, and yeah, those Gallimore. two. Matabuik and Blacklock were two guys that I listed as winners for. They came in a little light. They ran extremely well, and they had good explosive testing numbers elsewhere. I think you've got. Derek Brown's still the cream of the crop. Do not let the testing tell you otherwise, please. Then you got Javon Kinlaw. And for my money, Matabuike and Ross Blacklock are the next two guys in line for me personally. And I would feel fine 
with a team if you need an interior three tech in the 20s or later i'd have both those guys in the conversation can we talk about Derek Brown? Yeah, let's talk about this terrible test. 8-2-2, 3-cone, 4-7-9, 20-yard shuttle. 5-1-6 is okay. 27 vert. 28 reps on the bench is good. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. Tape don't lie. I think that more than anything with Brown is I don't think he prepared for this event. I don't, and maybe the better thing to do... Of, for in his circumstance, if he wasn't ready to run these drills at his, you know, correctly to get a great time, is to have not participated. But you know what I'm saying right now? That's not that's not the same. It's yeah, I don't it think is. he. I literally don't think he cared about yeah, being able to run a good three cone. No, I, I like that Derek Brown went out there and <laughs> at least did it more so than some Ferrari that has to be perfectly tuned up to run a good time, sitting his ass out because he wants to do it where it's comfortable for him. Okay. I got you. I feel you. I, I, just, I can't even get inside the mentality. <laughs> I can't even get begin to think about the dynamics that you're preaching right now. All right. What, we, anything else on these defensive no, linemen? No. This, this was, I said this the other night. This was a disappointingly boring. Edge for edge. The yeah. interior the guys were good. I liked them all. Yeah. The edge class was super disappointing. Yeah. It was just not a lot of action there at all. All right, Isaiah Simmons is fast. Okay, yeah, we knew that. We knew he was explosive. Right. And uh, he lived up to the billing of a freak athlete, and I think in the grand scheme of things, that makes him a lock to be one of the top 10 to 12 picks. So here's the deal with Isaiah Simmons. We didn't learn a thing about Isaiah Simmons. We knew he was big and explosive. But here's the good news for us. We can mock draft him to teams, and they won't yell at us anymore. Right. (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> when Isaiah, when we just thought Isaiah Simmons was a freak athlete and you could play him anywhere, but you didn't have a defined role, fans in, in mock drafts don't want to hear that. They want to say, hey, we, we want a guy that's going to check a box for us. He's not going to check a box. He checks four boxes. And as far as everything he did at the Combine, he checked every box he needs to check. Yeah. I was on Cleveland radio Sunday morning, and every time we talk Cleveland, it's it's safeties and offensive tackles. This guy's like, how do I get Isaiah Simmons? Where where were they? Pick ten or twelve? Twelve's Raiders. Is it eleven? Where is it? Tens. Browns is ten. Okay, so ten. Like how how can what's the course for Isaiah Simmons getting to ten? I'm like, I mocked Isaiah Simmons to the Browns in January, and they were pissed at me. Right, and then you got yelled at. That's the thing. Thank God for this four three nine. It, the there's such an ebb and flow for what you want, right? They, nobody knows what they want. You think you want to a tongue of Viola, and now you want Justin Herbert. <laughs> nobody knows what they want. It's an endless, vicious cycle. Um, you need to crack open a a, a nice bottle of Malbec and uh, have a session with the people about your. Newfound direction at quarterback. One okay. Time. Yeah, that'd be good. Just a little video. Yeah. Just, just maybe a candle. I'll set up a camcorder up uh, behind my couch. And we get the big screen, and it'll be shot over my shoulder. And we just be swirling a glass of wine around. <laughs> you know who else is fast, Kyle? Pulling in the nodes. Uh, Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Kenneth, Kenneth Murray. Murray. Yeah. Fingers crossed for their hamstrings. Uh, Jordan Brooks too. Good time. Four five four. Yeah, that is a good time. 
Um, and he's like, I, really, Zach Bond had a good day, by the way. Oh, Zach Bond. I I would. You would like to have him on your football. Team. I I would, I would, I really would. What was his full re- testing results? Just pull up his uh, name real quick. That, Just click on yeah. Scroll down. Scroll down. He's Did down you see there. it down here? Yeah, he's down there. Uh, Begins with a B. They're not in alphabetical order. So I understand. If I were to sort them in alphabetical order like this, I would get there a lot quicker. Zach, uh, Joe Batchy had a good day too, by the way. Kyle just loves Penn State or uh, Big Ten linebackers. The uh, the brand is alive and well. Yeah, I was a big fan of his in the summer. So Zach Bowen, four six five, twenty four in the bench, thirty two and a half in the vert, nine feet seven inches on the broad. Should do a math on the fly, man. Seven second three cone, seven second three cone is a great time for him. Good human being, good football player. Really like his hybrid skill set to. Fill multiple roles, and I have little doubt that he's going to be a really, really solid player in the NFL. I, I like Zach Vaughn a lot. Um, what about Willie Gay, man? Explosive. Holy shit. He's not a guy whose tape I've actually had, got a, chan- a chance to watch yet. It's not just the four four six, Right. It's, it's, it's the entire package here. I mean, he was crazy, like, intense during drills, and he goes out 39 and a half in the, bra- in the vertical jump. Tense, or... 11, 11 four? 136 inches in the broad. Yeah, 11-4 <laughs> in the broad. Almost a 7-3 cone. I mean, I know that he's got some funky stuff with, like, maybe punching some teammates and doing some weird stuff off the field, but, man, that guy's an animal. Hey, man, my offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey, says football's a sport for tough people, so if he's punching people, <laughs> I don't care. It's he's a tough just, game it's for a tough, tough game for tough people. Tough game for tough people. Um, we got to talk about Malik Harrison. How about this guy? 6'3", 247, 10 and a quarter hands, almost 33-inch arms, runs 4'6", which is a really good time for his size. Yeah. Right? Physical player, 36 in the vert, 122 in the broad. How about this? A 6'8", 3 cone for my guy. Doesn't make any sense. That's a, that's a great, amazing time. And I didn't think he had this that is a kind guy, of transition. This is a guy players. who must have trained at the right times, you know? Yeah. Really got himself ready to run yeah. a three-cone at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is going to be a thing forever now. This is great. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I don't understand. All right, so want to get to the back seven here? Yeah, let's start, uh, let's well, start with uh, four, ooh, I guess. Jeff Okuda. Uh, all right, talk about Jeff Okuda. Uh, didn't look great in the drills. No. Nope. Obviously took that tumble, hit his head. Yeah. And... Uh, but his testing itself was pretty good. He did, yeah. did what, 41 in the vert and 11-2 in the broad, and he ran 4-4-8 or whatever it was. So uh, I think Akuda effectively checked every box he needed to as far as his explosiveness. We You could see how silky smooth he is in transitions. and The hips. Uh, yeah, the hips and yeah. the feet. Those were obvious. Yeah. He just kind of misplayed a few balls and then clown. Got, got, got a little reckless. Yeah. Uh, so, sloppy? Would you say sloppy? No, I would not describe it as sloppy <laughs> because I see what Jeff Akuda's response is when you call his game yeah, sloppy. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, AJ Terrell to me the big winner at cornerback, uh, guy from Clemson here, and we've not seen a whole lot of success for Clemson corners yet. This guy six one, one hundred ninety five pounds, four four two, thirty four and a half in the vert, one twenty nine in the broad. Those are decent times in terms of vert and broad, but. The drill work, man. The feet were there. The hips were fluid. And I think that he's a guy that probably moved the needle a bit here with the way he tested 
at this here NFL scouting combine. C.J. Henderson, how about that guy? Henderson was the guy I was going to call out as my big winner uh, because he ran blazing fast, 4.39. 20 bench press reps is impressive. Yeah, especially because he's got long arms too, right? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Sub 32. Oh. Yeah. 61204, that's really beautiful. But then. He's he's at least above 30. I really start digging corners if you're below 31. Yeah, he's near 32. So he's closer to 32 than 31, so that's fine. Yeah, he tested great, man. What else? Troy Pride running a good time, 440. Um, how about uh, Kendall Vil- Vildor? <laughs> yeah, dude, this. <laughs> I don't, how can you breathe when you're running like that? I don't know. How about the Iowa kid, Michael Ojemudie? Look at these numbers. Solid times. Yeah, 32 and a quarter on the arm, 6'1", 200, 445, 36 I'm vert. I'm you, man, this is a potential third-round quarter. 6'8", three-cone. Christian Fulton, Kyle. Talk about your boy. He's your boy more than my boy. CB, two. You get all combative about him. Another guy that we thought was long and is not. He's right. 30 and 5 eighths inches. But he goes out 4 4 6, 35 and a half in the vert, 6 9 4 3 cone, 4 3 6 20 yard shuttle. And there was questions about the speed. Don't know why, because if you watch the tape, you should have felt good about his athletic profile. Very happy to see him turn in a solid day. Well, I think that's. I mean, people, if they, you sit here and you listen to the last five minutes of this show and you hear us reading off numbers, a lot of these numbers are the same, or they sound the same, and they're very close. The point is, they all clear the thresholds they're supposed to. You're looking for like that outlier time that you're like, ooh. What the hell is that? Yeah. Arnett at 4.57 was disappointing. It was. Not a kiss of death, but disappointing. There were a few of those in the safety. Like Jordan Fuller from Ohio State. Oh, He yeah. ran like 4.7. Yeah, it's not- like, dude, like your entire game was predicated on speed because you don't tackle well and you take bad angles. And now you're slow. I don't know what to do with you. And you can't tackle, so I don't think I can play on special teams. How about some good safeties? Antoine Winfield, Winfield. big winner. Junior. Because that was the big question for him. You know, there, there was every box was checked from a versatility and utilization standpoint. It was, does he have the burst and the long speed? Well, he ran out and ran 4-4-5 official, and he had jumped uh, over 10. He did 10-4 in the broad and 36 in the vert. So he's plenty explosive. He's not super long. He's 5'9", so he's, he's not like a, a booming presence in the back end. But he was a big winner because of what he was able to alleviate with his performance on the field. Instincts plus 4'4", four, 5'? Four, it's a good combination. Yes, it is. Then we got some safeties that are maybe linebackers here. It, it's Kyle Duggar, maybe. Jeremy Chin. Tanner Muse. Yeah. They're all fast. I mean, Tanner Muse, 4'4", four, 1'. Four, he's been telling us for a long time that he runs in the 4'3". Never believed four, him. 4-4-1. Never believed him. Well, I think if you could run a 4-4-1, there's probably a 4-3-9 in you. You didn't believe him when he ran down Dobbins from behind? That's when I started team. believing him. That moment. Yeah. That moment. But, um, you know, 6 2 He's a guy that I think is a pursuit-style linebacker, will, sub-package type guy. Can he, be good on teams. He's a faster version of Nate Gary from Nebraska. Remember, he played linebacker. And yeah. the, or he played safety at Nebraska and then transitioned to linebacker. I think Matt Milano's more respectful of a comp. Well. But, yeah, I see where you're going with that. That that mold of a player. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chin's big and fast, too. I think a hot take. 
this might be a hot take. Yeah. I think Chin's a better football prospect than, than Kyle Duggar right now. People are wanting to kill you right now, Kyle. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care. I still don't, don't, still we've don't had care. We've, we've talked Duggar on this care. podcast. I don't care. I don't. He's just super raw. Yeah. And Chin, at least, I think gives you some more polish. He actually had better numbers, too. He did. And he's bigger. Like across the board. He's and bigger he's, and, and more bigger. athletic. Yeah. Plays so, a higher uh, level of competition. I think we could go ahead and put that one to bed. I think Jeremy yeah. Chin is is this year's top small school sleeper. Defensive uh, Defensive player. back. Yeah. Defensive back seven player. Like last year was Nasir Adderley. Oh, his tape was so good. Yes, it was. Can't wait to see him thrive and prosper in the with the Chargers once he gets healthy. I don't know about you, but like that's that's I think we're good. Yeah. Back to the tape, Kyle. Back to the tape. Back to the grind. Back to the airport. Yeah. Next. So, uh, tomorrow will be takes on takes. I know we've thought about kind of flipping around the schedule here a little bit, but then we came to the realization that there's no athletic testing on Monday. <laughs> because they flipped around the combine. So, yeah. This new this new format just working yeah, out. Just you know? Really, you know, we really need to adjust and adapt. And Look at us. Uh, adapt or die, as Brian Flores, the most handsome coach in the NFL, said at his podium session last week. Adapt or die. And we are going to adapt or die. We are adapting. We'll be back tomorrow with Takes on Takes. But we're not dying. We are not dying. No. So hit subscribe. We are, what, 10 weeks out? 10. Eight, eight weeks out. It's like 50 days. 50-something days. We're somewhere between seven to ten weeks away from the NFL draft, so we're getting there down the home stretch. It's uh, it's March second. Yeah, it's March second, and the draft starts, I think, April twenty sixth. So, better better grind the tape. Mark your calendars. Hit subscribe on Draft Dudes. Come back see us again tomorrow. I'm Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.